Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Christmas Expedition. We are so glad you joined us. Today, you will journey all around our city, solving riddles, picking up items, and hearing about Christmas through the words of some amazing characters. So buckle up, drive safe, and have a wonderful time together. Hi, Gramps. Hi, Gramps. Kids, oh, hurry up. Close the door. It's cold out there. You kiddos ready to help me and your grandma pick out a tree? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, do you hear that, dear? Sounds like we have a teenager on our hands. I still remember your dad at your age. Never wanted to come along and do anything with us. And that time, well, he... Yeah, yeah, he drew all over himself and pretended that he was sick to get out of tree decorating. We've heard it once or twice before. And those dots didn't come out until January. Even went to school with them for a few days. (laughs) (laughs) I love that story, Grandpa. How about the one where he fell in the creek? We don't need stories. We're not little kids anymore. But Jenna, stories aren't just for little kids. Some of the best stories are for everyone and never get old. But seeing that it's Christmas time, maybe we should start with something a little more festive? Good idea. Why don't you tell them the Christmas story? The tree farm's not too far away. It will be a good way to pass the time. I'll just put on my headphones and listen to some music. Suit yourself, but this story's quite the tale. Are you talking about the one with baby Jesus? I've heard it before. Oh, have you now? Yep, there was an angel and a girl who had a baby and the innkeeper. Now that doesn't sound very exciting. The night the baby was born was the most important night in the history of the world, and God chose angels to come and give the message of Christ's coming to Mary, Joseph, and the shepherds in the field. We sing songs about that in church. There were a ton of angels in the sky singing about Jesus and his birth. But I wonder what it's like to be an angel. Well, I don't know that we can know exactly what was going through their minds as they delivered their message, but it must have been so exciting. The day had finally come for God to send his son to live on the earth and save us all. I think I know where we should start. The angels must have quite a story to tell. The time has finally come. The day is here. Today God pulled me aside and gave me a special assignment. He told me that the time had come for him to bring all people a message of hope. We always knew this day would come. Now it is finally here. I am honored to be chosen to deliver it. He told me how he had chosen Gabriel to be the angel that delivered the message to Joseph and Mary, that they would be the earthly parents of Jesus. I was to deliver the message of his birth to nearby shepherds. At first I wondered why God would send me to shepherds. But then I thought about it, and that's what God does. He speaks to those with humble hearts and ears to hear. On my way down from heaven, I wondered how the shepherds would react to my presence. I don't get much human interaction these days. I was hoping that I wouldn't startle them too much, but as I suspected, they were terrified. I guess they had every right to be. It's not every day you see an angel glow with the glory of God, and it's even more rare to have them speak to you. Before they could pull their jaws up off the ground, I said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who 
is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. After I delivered the Lord's message, my friends, a multitude of heavenly hosts, joined me in worship, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Then we left the shepherds and returned to heaven, rejoicing that the time was finally here. I can't even imagine what that must have felt like for the shepherds. How cool would it be to see millions of angels singing? I think we wouldn't know what to do if we saw something like that. Angels are so impressive. And not only that, to be singing about Jesus' birth would have been such a beautiful sound. Oh, it looks like we're here, girls. Put your scarves and mittens on. This one, it's so green. Ugh, they're all green, Claire. They're trees. But this is the special green one. Whatever. You're right, sweetheart. This one is special. I think we've found it. Now, do you girls want to know who else was special? I'm special. You're special. We're all special. You are not wrong, but I think Grandpa was referring to someone else who was picked out specially for a great purpose. A bit of a greater purpose than just being our pretty decoration. Who, Grandpa? It was a young girl named Mary. You see, it had been 400 years since God had spoken to his people. So this was a big deal, and Mary was very special. But at the same time, she was just a girl who was young and probably scared about everything that was going on. That's right. I know I would be scared if an angel came and told me I was going to give birth to the Savior of the world. She must have been next to terrified. It really makes you think differently about the words the angel said. Do not be afraid. Did she have help or someone to talk to? There were probably friends and family that she could have talked to about this amazing event. I haven't written you in ages, and so much has happened. It's been crazy. Unbelievable, really! But what I tell you is true. Let me start from the beginning. Nine months ago, it was just an ordinary day. I was at my home in Nazareth, Galilee. I was busy sitting at my kitchen table planning my upcoming marriage to my dear sweet Joseph, when a man appeared in my kitchen. He wasn't just an ordinary man, for there was a glow about him. I think he must have been an angel. He greeted me, told me I had been chosen for a task, and that the Lord was with me. I was flabbergasted. Me? Why me? And what for? He must have seen the fear in my eyes, for he told me not to be afraid. Then he assured me that God had chosen me for something special. He said I would be pregnant and have a baby boy whom I was to name Jesus. He told me that Jesus would be great and be called the Son of the Most High. I told the angel I was a virgin, so how can this be? However, he answered that the Holy Spirit would come upon me, and it would be so. He told me Jesus will be the Son of God. He assured me that nothing is impossible with God. What else could I do? I said I would do it. I was so excited that God chose me, ordinary me, for such a special task. Before I could even tell Joseph about the angel, I found out I was pregnant. When I told him what happened, 
He seemed so unsure at first. But then, a little while later, Joseph told me about a dream he had, where an angel came to visit him, too. He promised to marry me. What a good man I have. He truly is the godly man for me. I am so blessed. Anyway, things were going great, and then a month before Jesus was to be born, Caesar Augustus announced that Joseph and I had to travel from Nazareth to Bethlehem for a census. It was quite the journey, let me tell you, being big and pregnant. Joseph is such a caring man. He managed to find a donkey that we could take on the journey, so I wouldn't have to walk the entire way. By the time we got to Bethlehem, all the rooms were taken. We were losing hope when one dear, sweet innkeeper let us use his barn. At that point, I was just grateful to stop and have a warm place to have my baby. Oh, Aunt Sarah, I can't wait to show you my baby. He is absolutely perfect. God has done great things for me and for those to come. I feel so honored that God decided to use me. Can you believe it? I have such an important job in raising Jesus, and I don't feel equipped. But God has provided each step of the way so far. I've got to believe he will continue to direct me. Anyway, that's not all. After Jesus was born, it wasn't long before some shepherds and some wise men came to see Jesus. They had amazing stories, too, about what led them to us. This is no ordinary story. I will say it again. Nothing is impossible with God. I will write again soon. Hope things are going well with you, too. With love. Mary. Is the tree attached securely, dear? Of course. That's what you said when we brought home the new couch in summer. The one that's being held together by duct tape now? Unfortunate accident, dear. Very, very strong wind. Mm-hmm. Okay, that last story was a bit of a stretch. None of my friends would be cool after hearing that kind of life update. You're right. We can't imagine it was easy. We even have neighbors that gossip about our flowers when they start wilting too early in the summertime. I can only imagine what Mary's friends were saying about her. So they weren't happy for her? Well, maybe they were and maybe they weren't. Mary and Joseph were telling an almost unbelievable story. The Messiah was expected to come as a ruling king, not a helpless baby. It would have been hard to convince some people that Mary was telling the truth and that she wasn't going crazy. I'm not sure if I could believe something like that. It just seems so unlikely. Dear Elizabeth, I know Mary has always been close to you. I'm worried about her. No, not exactly worried. Confused. Something doesn't make sense here, and I don't know what to believe. I'm hoping you can help me understand. You know how she is. Genuine. Someone you can count on. The one who's got your back. We went to the market together last week like we always do. And on our way home, she told me that she's pregnant. Even writing it doesn't make sense. Stunned wouldn't begin to describe how I felt. I was devastated. She couldn't have said anything worse. You know what this means. Either my dear friend was unfaithful to her fiancé, which means that if word gets out, she probably dies. Or together she and Joseph didn't uphold the law, which doesn't make sense and doesn't fit with what I know of either one of them. Hearing her say those words was shocking in and of itself, not who I know Mary to be at all. But weirdly enough, she didn't even seem upset about it. And then, 
She told me the wildest story. She said I wouldn't want to believe it, but I promised her I would, because I trust her. Well, I had always trusted her. Now I don't know. She hadn't been with anyone. Not even Joseph. A real, live angel had just showed up right in front of her and told her she was highly favored, that God was with her. She said she was so scared. Was she about to die? Had she died without even knowing it? But this angel said not to be afraid. He told her she would become pregnant. Without doing anything, it would be the work of the Holy Spirit, and that her baby would be holy. The Son of the Most High, the Son of God. The angel even told her what she was supposed to name the baby. Jesus. She didn't even think twice. She said she was the Lord's servant, and that she was willing to accept this. And now she's pregnant. She was right. I didn't want to believe it at first. But I've thought about it and thought about it. It wouldn't make sense for this to be a lie. No one comes up with a story that's harder to believe than the truth. But it is hard to believe. It's not like anything I've ever heard happen before. But I remember you in your pregnancy, and hearing that Zechariah had seen an angel about that too. I want to believe her. I want to believe that our Messiah is finally coming. I expected he'd make a bit more of an entrance, like a king marching in and taking over or something. A baby isn't what I imagined. But if it is true, if the Messiah is coming, through my friend Mary, as a baby, then I guess we should start preparing. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. All of it. Love, Anna. I have a question. What about Joseph? He seems like he's just hanging out and not being bothered by all the stuff that's happening. Joseph doesn't say anything at all in the Bible, but we do know that an angel talked to him about what is going on and to not be afraid. Well, I know that Mary was chosen by God to give birth and that is a special task. I have to say that being Joseph would not have been easy either. Why not? Think about it. You're engaged to a girl and now all of a sudden she is pregnant and angels are flying all over the place telling you that she's going to be giving birth to the Son of God. It is a hard task being a father in general, let alone being the earthly father of God's Son. With all of the people talking about Mary and her pregnancy, it would have been difficult for Joseph. I think that is why God sent the angel to encourage him. But he stayed, so he must have trusted God's plan and loved Mary a lot. Indeed. But I am sure that he wrestled with thoughts of doubt a lot as he was working in the woodshed out back. It's hard to imagine all the things that have happened in the last while. Dare I say, times of disbelief. I mean, imagine your fiancé coming home from a visit with her cousin Elizabeth and telling you that she's pregnant. These were high-stress times. What was I supposed to do? Maybe to save her the humiliation, I should quietly call off the engagement. I mean, the baby isn't even mine. As I continued working in the wood shop, my thoughts got the better of me, and I couldn't focus anymore. I was going through scenarios trying to choose one that would be best for both Mary and I. I was getting a headache so I decided to take a nap. What happened next both scared me and brought me a lot of clarity. An angel of the Lord came to me as I slept. He spoke to me in a loud, thundering voice. Joseph, son of David, 
do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for what is conceived within her is from the Holy Spirit. He said she will give birth to a son, and you will call his name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. When I got my thoughts in order, trying to comprehend what had just happened, I was scared, but I also had a great sense of peace came over me. I knew that the Lord had chosen me to be a part of something far bigger than myself. I was so excited to tell Mary how the Lord had spoken to me, and after I told her, she was without words. We were overjoyed. After Herod's decree that a census be taken, Mary and I traveled to Bethlehem. It was such a long journey to take. I can only imagine what Mary being pregnant had to have felt. I had two thoughts after arriving in Bethlehem. One was where can we find a place to stay? And two, where can we get something to eat? Almost every place in town was taken, but a gracious innkeeper offered us a place in his back stable. Not exactly what we had in mind, but we were very grateful to have a place to rest. Later on that night, Mary gave birth to a son, just as the angel had said. As I looked into Jesus' eyes for the first time, I felt that truly hope had been brought into the world. But just as quickly as this thought entered my mind, another came. How were we supposed to raise the Son of God? Jenna, you got a hold on the tree? Yeah, let's just get it inside already. Okay, bring it right into the living room here. Nice and easy. Oh, Claire, move out of the way, dear. This is the spot. Not quite, just a bit further. A little more to the left, and there. <sighs> now, let's get the music on and start prettying up this tree. What song is that, Grandpa? A Christmas classic, Silent Night. Oh, yeah. What's your favorite Christmas song, Grandma? I like them all, dear. Christmas is my favorite time of the year. But if I had to choose one, it would have to be Dominic the Donkey. It's always a good laugh. Anything but that song. How does it go? Please, no. It's a song about an Italian Christmas donkey. That sounds weird. It is, but I like weird. Yep, that's why she likes me so much. <laughs> Mary rode on a donkey into Bethlehem, didn't she? We don't see it anywhere in the Bible, but it is possible that she did. We just can't be sure. I wonder what a donkey would have been thinking during all that. Well... Hey everybody, Charlie the donkey here. Hee-haw! Have I got a story for you. So there I was, just a chewing on some grass in the pasture, when this guy walks up the road, into the farmyard, and buys me from the farmer. This guy's name is Joseph, and he told me that we were going to make a long journey. We're going to Bethlehem. That is a long way from where I live in Galilee. I am a donkey. I can't read maps, but I've been told it's about 90 miles and could take as long as 9 or 10 days. Hee-haw! He threw a harness on me, and away we went. 
Joseph explained that he is taking his fiancée, Mary, with him because of a census that King Herod has ordered everyone to do. Interesting fact about Mary, she's expecting a baby. Hee-haw! Mary said an angel had talked to her and said that God would do a miracle and that she would become pregnant and give birth to the King of Kings, and his name was to be Jesus. Hee-haw! Well, anyway... Joseph loaded me up with water, bread, and herbs for the journey, as well as some honey, peanut butter, and pickles. Joseph said something about Mary and her cravings. It was all very heavy, and I'm not a young donkey anymore. Hee-haw. So we started on our journey to Bethlehem. After many, many days traveling highlands through forests and hills and more hills, as well as many pickles dipped in honey and peanut butter, we arrived in Bethlehem. Joseph was going to all the inns and motels to find a room for Mary and him to stay in. He was getting quite desperate. I could sense it with my docky sense. Hee-haw, hee-haw. Mary was very, very close to giving birth to her baby, but there was nowhere for them to rest. We had come to the last inn. Joseph went and talked to the innkeeper. Wait, hee-haw, I think he got a room, and yes, going to a stable. Finally, a nice warm stable where I could rest my weary hooves. I hope they got a room with a comfy bed for Mary. She looks so tired. Hee-haw. Wait, what? They're staying in the stable with animals? This is not right. This is outrageous. This is our stable. Hee-haw. Joseph told us to be quiet and that something special is happening and I could sense it. Donkey abilities again. He gently put Mary down in some nice clean straw. And suddenly, something amazing happened. Mary gave birth to a baby. Such a beautiful baby boy. Hee-haw, hee-haw. She said, his name is Jesus, and carefully wrapped him in some clothes and laid him in the manger full of hay. Hee-haw. Wait a minute. That was the hay for my supper. Hee-haw, hee-haw. Oh, well, look at that wee lad. What a special baby boy. I guess I will have my supper later. Suddenly, there was a commotion at the door. There was some shepherds, hee-haw. Man, they smelled like sheep. They said a thousand angels, maybe more, appeared to them in the middle of the night, telling them of his birth, so they rushed out to come here and see the newborn baby Jesus. Mary seemed to just sit there and listen, but I know she was saving all of this in her heart, hee-haw. Isn't that a cool story? Hee-haw. I like it. It's my favorite. Hee-haw. Grandpa, what is this? Oh, that. That's the staff that I used as a shepherd in last year's Christmas play at church. It looks like something from one of those fantasy movies. Oh, you kids these days. No, no, no. It was what the shepherds used to protect the sheep feed the sheep, and lead the sheep. But mostly, they used it to fight off their wool allergies. Oh, stop (laughs) that, dear. Shepherds had a hard and thankless job. They were not paid very well, and they had to sleep outside. They were on the bottom rung of society, and not only that, most of them were very young, not much older than you, Jenna. Cool, but I'll pass. (laughs) 
Simon, you will not believe this. Two nights ago, the guys and me are out with sheep. I'm a bit sleepy. I'm trying to make sure none of the flock has wandered off, you know, by counting all the sheep. To tell you the truth, I was feeling a bit sheepish about how tired I was. These all-nighters weren't as easy as they were a few years ago, so I figured I'd have a little snack. I would have loved some barbecued bacon or something, but we were all out. Stale bread it was. So I'm munching away, listening to the usual nighttime sounds. Then suddenly an angel appeared, a real live glowing terrifying angel. We've chased our fair share of animals away from the flock, but none of them were close to being as scary as this was. The sheep panicked too. That meant they saw the angels as well, so we knew we weren't making things up. I know I have an imagination, but this was way beyond anything I would have been able to come up with. The first thing the angel tells us is, don't be afraid. Okay, did you look in the mirror before you showed up? I mean, that's an idea. On second thought, maybe he did. And that's why he lived with, don't be afraid. Yeah, that would actually make sense. The angel kept talking. He told us that the Messiah, Christ the Lord, had been born. That night, he told us where to find him, how we'd recognize him, and the next thing we knew, the entire sky is full of angels. As far as you can see, they were praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and peace to those who follow and obey him. It was incredible. I have no idea how long it went on. It felt like a minute, and it felt like hours. Then, they just disappeared into the night. We could hardly talk. We all just stared there at each other for a woolly minute. Then, we jumped up, ran into Bethlehem, and found everything just like the angel had told us. The parents, Mary and Joseph, the baby, named Jesus, wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. We told them what we had seen, and how we knew where to find them. And they told us they had seen angels too, before, months ago, telling them about this baby. We are shepherds. We're stinky. And there aren't many chances to take a shower on the job. Our manners could use some work. We're not the cool kids. And we're definitely not the ones that should be hearing about the Messiah's arrival and then be there to see him the night he was born. But we were. We haven't been able to stop talking about it. We tell everyone we meet, it was awesome. It is awesome. Glory to God in the highest. I can almost smell that story. That would have been so cool to see all those angels. I think any of us would be a little shocked to see all those angels in the sky. I would be hiding behind the woolliest sheep I could find. Since apparently you have a story for everything, what would the sheep have been thinking? Well, you know what? I think we should explore just that. No, I was just joking. Hey, Eunice. It's Bart, the sheep here. Man, what a night we had last night. I tell you what, it was wonderful and kind of scary all at the same time. I believe it'll go down in history books and will never be forgotten. Let's see, where should I start the story? It was a nice, quiet night. We were grazing in the field on some of that wonderful, luscious, rich, green, and delicious grass. Mmm. Man, oh man, was I on a roll. Just a munching and a chewing, and a munching and a chewing. Mmm, that was some good grass. Anyway, where was I? Oh, right. A nice, quiet night. We were grazing, and our shepherds were close by, relaxing and keeping us safe. And then, 
All of a sudden, there appeared an angel. At least that's what the shepherds called him. I can't even begin to describe what this angel looked like. The glory of the Lord shone around everywhere. Our shepherds were scared stiff. They were so frightened of this angel. And this angel said, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you news of great joy, which will be for all people. For today, in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Our shepherds seemed astonished at what they heard from the angel. And all of a sudden, there was a whole herd of these angels praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. What a beautiful sound that was to hear. Mm, mm, man, this, this grass is delicious. Anyway, after a while, I looked up to see where my shepherds were, and I couldn't find them. All of us in the flock started getting quite nervous and scared. Where are our shepherds? They were always here, leading us to the good grass and keeping us safe from our enemies, like the lions and the wolves. The whole flock was in disarray. Some of us went this way, some of us went that way, and nobody really knew what to do. We were all very scared. Then, Benji started bleeding. They're back! They're back! Our shepherds are back! And back they were. They were a singing and a dancing, praising and glorifying God. I inched through the flock to get real close. It was so nice they came back so that we could all be safe again. I heard the shepherds talking about how they went to visit this baby that is called the King of Kings, who was in a stable. He was a sweet little boy they called Jesus. The shepherds then told Mary and Joseph what had happened in our field. What an exciting night. Anyway, it's time to get back to my snack. <laughs> that was the best one yet. How's that nativity set coming along, Jenna? Fine, I'm almost done. You know who I've never seen in the nativity scenes? The innkeeper. I guess he felt so bad about the fact that he was making a pregnant lady stay out back that he didn't want to be remembered. That's not very nice. He probably wanted to let her stay. He just didn't have any rooms left. Well, we don't know exactly the reasons except that there was no room anywhere in the town. And so they found a stable to stay the night in. Dear my fellow innkeeper Aaron, Hey there. I hope you are doing well. I appreciate all the help you've been as I have been getting this business off the ground. Business has been great lately. With Caesar Augustus issuing the decree for the census, we have had our rooms packed for the last couple of weeks. For being an inn, I sure have had to send a lot of people out, if you know what I mean. I can't even recommend another place, as all the inns in town are full. Actually, I just had a young couple show up looking for a room. I am concerned though. The lady is obviously pregnant and looks ready to pop. They came all the way from Nazareth. 
and that is not an easy journey. The next town over is far distance from here, and honestly, I am not sure if they could handle it. The lady looked about done in. I felt bad. But all I had left to offer them was my barn out back. It should be warm in there with all the animals, but it isn't the sweetest smelling place if you catch my drift. Good thing I cleaned out the barn this morning and put some fresh straw in there. Mind you, those pigeons keep finding their way to poop on everything. I wasn't sure what to do. If you have any ideas or know of any other place open for these folks, let me know as soon as possible. I sent my young lad, Jeremiah, with this message. If you have any ideas, send him back with your reply. Thanks again. With regards, Abel. You know, the one with the side stable. Well, I can tell you that I wouldn't have felt good having to do that. Someone must have had a guest house somewhere for them to stay in. You would think so anyway, but that is how God seems to do things. His ways don't always make sense to us, but he always knows the plan and how it will work. Where are those three guys with fancy clothes for their nativity? Oh, I think they are in another box. Let's see. Ah, uh, yes, here they are. Why are there three wise men, Grandpa? Actually, we don't know how many wise men there were. We know that they had three gifts for Jesus, but that doesn't mean that there were only three. There could have been many. Well, all I know is that I wouldn't mind getting some gold for my birthday better than that fancy pen set I got last year. Didn't I give you that? Oh, um, yeah, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they certainly knew that Jesus was a special little boy. They traveled very far just to see him and then had to avoid Herod when they went back home. It wouldn't have been easy. My fellow Magi, greetings and salutations, my brothers. He is here. He has come at last. The one born to be King of the Jews. We have been studying the stars that foretold of a Savior, and finally, his star in the east appeared. This king from Galilee and born in Bethlehem would be Emmanuel sent to save his people. The instant we knew what the star meant, we gathered together and started on the journey to meet him. As we began our expedition, there were murmurs of the priests and scribes being called to King Herod. I met with one of the scribes to inquire as to why they had been called before the king and he informed me that Herod was asking about the Messiah. He said that the king was interested as to where he was born, and that he was very angry and disturbed during the whole interaction. This information was worrying, as you are well aware, but not enough as to deter our journey. We would follow his star and would meet him, the one the prophets had written about. During the night, as we lay sleeping, Herod sent for us in secret. He sent a messenger who was ordered to ensure we went with him to the palace. It was a summons from the king, so we had no choice. We went and stood before him and found that the reports of his countenance were correct. He seemed feverish as he asked us when the star had appeared. He then sent us on our way, telling us to search carefully for the child and to report back to him when we found him. 
His stated intention was to go and worship him, but his urgency was troubling. Even amidst our delays, we were still headed out for our destination. We continuously used the stars as a guide until it led us to our final destination, above the place where the child was. Our joy could not be contained. After a long and tiresome voyage, we arrived at the place of our king. When we saw the child with his mother, we were overcome with joy yet again, and we fell to our knees in worship. One by one, we brought our finest gifts before him, one with gold, one with frankincense, and one with myrrh. We found a place to rest later that evening, encouraged by both the Savior and his parents. While asleep, we were given a warning in a dream, which was surely given from the Lord. In it, we were told not to return to the route we had taken, but rather to go a different way back into our country. We were also told not to report anything of what we had seen to Herod, a warning we heeded on our way home. It was a long journey, but seeing the Messiah was well worth it. The baby would grow into a man, a true shepherd for Israel. Glory to God in the highest heavens, my brothers. Peace be with you. What an incredible journey. I want to ride a camel. Okay, I think I'm with you on that one. A camel ride would be kind of cool. So, maybe there is something you lack about these stories after all. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a lot. <laughs> well, it just about does it for this tree. Isn't it lovely? Yeah, I love how the light shine. I think it's the best the tree has ever looked. After all that hard work, I think it's time to eat some cookies. Lots of cookies. Great idea. I'll go get us all a snack. Be right back. Grandpa? Yes, Jenna? We know all about Jesus and his birth, but why did he come? Like, why is it so important that he be born in the first place? Well, that's a great question. You see, Jesus had to be born because humans are so lost. Jesus is God. So he needed to come so that he could forgive us of sins. But there is so much more hope when he comes in the form of a helpless baby. Here you go. Cookies! Let's start with just two cookies, Claire, honey. These are great, Grandma. Okay, Gramps, why is there more hope? Well, you see, Jesus was able to come and live a perfect life. One that we look at as our example on how we should live our lives. He came to give hope through a perfect life lived as well as the payment for our sins. The people had waited so long for, to see the Messiah come, and they were wanting him to come as a judge and to deal with the world that had done so much to the children of Israel. When it was said that he had come as a baby, there weren't many people who wanted to believe that. The hope that they had imagined was very different from the hope that was given. But how did Jesus offer hope if he wasn't giving them what they wanted? What we want is not always the same thing as what we need. God does things in his way, and Jesus was another example of God giving people what they needed, and not necessarily what they wanted. And what we needed was a Savior. That's right. God loved you before you were even born. He created you in his image, and he loves you right now. 
But there is something that separates us from Him, something that keeps us from being with Him forever. It's called sin. It's the stuff we do against God's law and against each other. Sin keeps us separated from God. On our own, we can't make it right. We need God to step in and help. God knew that our sin would keep us from living with Him forever, but He had a plan. God loved us. He sent His Son to fix that relationship. Jesus came to make a way for us by being sinless and perfect and laying down His life for ours. Is that why He didn't cry? Oh, trust me, He cried in that manger. <laughs> but He did not sin. Jesus had no sin in Him and gave up His life on the cross to pay for our sin. Three days later, Jesus rose from the dead. His resurrection defeated death and makes a relationship with God possible again. How? When you receive a gift, what do you do? You open it. God said you could open His gift by confessing your sin and believing in Jesus. That is the hope of Christ and the reason His birth is so important. Jesus really does give us so much hope. Yes, He does. Now, your parents should be picking you up any minute. It must be way past your bedtime. Grandpa, it's only 6.30. I don't go to bed for a long time yet. All right. It's my bedtime. Now go on. Go get those jackets and boots on. It's a cold one out there. Bye, Grams. Bye, Grams. Love you. Yeah, I love you, and thank you for the really fun day. I'm so glad you enjoyed yourself. You had us worried there for a moment. Grandpa loves you, too. And don't forget what you learned today about Christmas. I'll never forget today. Jesus is the hope of the world. I'm never forgetting either, and whatever else she said. Congratulations! You have completed the Christmas expedition. Wasn't it great to hear about why Christmas is so important? The awesome news is that Christmas wasn't the end of the story. There is so much more to learn about Jesus and what his life was like. If you would like to learn more about anything you learned through the Christmas expedition, please reach out to us at info at pathwaycc.net. We would love to chat with you and even offer you a gift of a Bible to help you learn more about the rest of Jesus's life. Congratulations again on completing the Christmas expedition. Our prayer is that you will have a Merry Christmas.